We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have chaos at the tight end and wide receiver positions here in week 11. Here to help us sort it all out is Chris Meany from FTN Fantasy and Mean Streets here on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by NoHouseAdvantage.com. I'm Jeff Erickson. My guest today is Chris Meany. You can catch him on FTN Fantasy. He has Mean Streets. He does a lot of other work on the FTN Fantasy Podcast. Chris, glad we could hook up. How you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. Yes, I am so thrilled that we're able to hook up here. I appreciate the invite. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we're getting into crunch time of the fantasy football season. Uh, you know, uh, last week we got through it, I think, with all those buys. But we do have some injuries this week, some crazy weather potentially in Buffalo. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this uh, this episode. And uh, thanks a lot for the invite, man. Absolutely. So let's let's start right there with Buffalo. How do we handle this news? Uh, you know, there's possible possibly three feet of snow supposed to hit in a 72 hour period here uh maybe even less than that actually is in terms of the time frame uh i know it's not always the case that snow like a, a, a snowstorm will kill passing offenses but it's not good either no it's not at all and you know they're they're reporting anywhere from three to six feet of snow so that, that's a ton and talking to jake Sealy this morning who i'm sure you're very well aware of on his show we were really just diving into that entire game because if there's no snow it could be a really fun fantasy game i don't know if we could top last week between minnesota and buffalo that was really really fun to watch from a fantasy and a real life standpoint but if i don't know like if you turn on the tv sunday morning and you can't see the field and there's a blizzard and there's three feet off of snow and you know they haven't any but nobody's gotten on there to to shovel it or, or get rid of some of that snow. I think you have to be a little hesitant to roll at certain pieces in that offense. I'm playing Josh Allen. I don't know if anybody's has another mm-hmm. quarterback that they can play over Josh Allen. If you're lucky to have Justin Fields and both, I mean, gr- good for you. That's really the only quarterback I think I would roll out over him, uh, apart from the other couple studs up at the top. And even Stefan Diggs, I think I would play him too, Jeff. I I can't imagine rolling out a different wide receiver. We've seen running backs in the past in Buffalo, in Philadelphia. LaShawn McCoy comes to mind. You know, Nick Chubb is, you know, Nick Nick Chubb's could be fine. I I think it's, you know, running backs, you know, him and Singletary could get a ton of touches. Uh, But I think it's got to wait and see to see how this weather does play out. But on the Cleveland side, I guess I have more concerns about Amari Cooper and Donald Peoples-Jones, who is trending up in the offenses of late. 
Well, and especially like last week, Cooper in a spot where he should have gone nuts. You know, it's supposed to be an up and down sort of game. They were playing with a deficit the whole time, which means they are throwing the ball a little bit more. And he walks away with what, three points? I mean, it, it, it was just dreadful. Um, so, yeah, I am worried about that one, too. You know, it's a good thing that Cleveland and Buffalo have been exposed to snow before. They may know how to handle <laughs> yes. it. Yes, good call. Uh, I've been to both stadiums. And it could get chilly. It can get windy. Sure. It can get cold in a hurry. Uh, and, you know, with Cleveland, I don't think their identity is going to change. You mentioned you right. know, being down in the game against Miami. And Donald Peoples-Jones had some moments. But regardless of snow or no snow, we're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb in that game. But if the weather is okay, the Bills should do enough offensively to maybe have a great game from Donald Peoples-Jones again. I mean, six Games in a row, he's had four-plus catches and 50 yards. No touchdowns on the season, uh, but he is a guy that's getting a, a bulk of the work from Jacoby Brissett at the moment. So it's an interesting game, something we got to wait and see uh, how the weather is going to play out. But as you said, I think both of these teams are very familiar, especially on the right. Buffalo side of things. They, they've been in this situation before. And the funny thing is, at the start of the week, Peoples-Jones was still available in a lot of leagues. 22% available on ESPN leagues, 35% available, or, or rosters, I should say, 22% roster in ESPN, 35 on Yahoo. I think in like the NF- NFFC, it's a lot different. It's pretty much yeah, gone absolutely. there. But, yeah, uh, you know, it just does show, though, that not everybody is up on him yet. No, not really. You and I are playing each other in Jake's uh, Flex League's another shout out to Celia. That's, I promise it's probably the last time I'll bring up that dude. That's all good. Uh, I like Jake. <laughs> but we're playing each other, of course. We're playing each other this week. And, you know, I've had Donovan Peoples Jones kind of just tucked away on my, on my um, you know, on my bench. Uh, unfortunately, I've, you know, been dealing with some injuries now in that, in that roster. But I think I've maybe picked him up around the time that Hollywood went down with an injury, thinking he could be okay in this offense. You know, when we see Watson under center. That time is coming very soon. But if you just go look at the last four weeks, Donald Peoples-Jones has a higher air yard share, target share, and more yards than Amari Cooper, who, as you mentioned last week, was, was a dead game for me. Some weird home splits going on. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think there's anything that you can really dive into that. It's such a small sample size. Uh, but, yeah, he is, he is somebody to consider if we find out that the weather is okay in that game on Sunday. But I don't know. I think we'll, we're going to see a lot of snow. Yeah, uh, the Superflex game, uh, the, the Superflex League that we're in, uh, the, the Flex League, Superflex League, did much better yeah. last year. I got all the free loot last year. I got Fournette. I got Connor. I got Gronk. Oh, nice. Got none of those this year. I am, I'm trending uh, in the wrong direction, dude. I am yeah. I'm trending in the wrong direction in a hurry. Things can change pretty quickly. Yeah, I will say, I, I, I think Sleeper is a great app. It's just I am so wired into just like having – bookmarking all my leagues in the brow and in, in, in yeah. one folder, opening them all up, open all the tabs. It's on sleeper. It's only on my phone. I have to like make a point of going over here and doing that. I'm it's just, different. No, I, it's different. I hear age. you. Yeah. You are showing your age a little bit. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm a desktop guy. You know, I'm sitting here. I got a couple monitors on the go and Sunday mm-hmm. morning. I like to just to, yep. to roll through some of the leagues that I have, you know, the, the, the few high stakes and, play a lot of Yahoo and ESPN and things like that. But yeah, if you're on your phone on the run, I think it it's a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah. I just got to change my route. I got to establish that routine. I already, I kind of had it in one way and then just changing your ways a little bit there. So anything on my fantasy league, I'm doing fine on, uh, it's just on sleeper. I feel like I'm not doing well. I, I'm going to blame the, I'm going to blame the platform and not the player. Right. You know, good craftsman always, always blames his tools, not the other right. way. Around. Yeah. Uh, right. 
let's look at the other quarterbacks this week. So, you know, we're going to start Josh Allen. You're not going to start Brissett. Okay. That, that, those are two pretty polar, polar guys. I, I do have Mahomes field and hurts ahead of Allen this week. Um, in part because of the weather in part because Allen keeps on making mistakes, but yeah, who cares if I have him three versus two versus four or whatever. I mean, you're going to start him if you have them, the tricky guys are on the margins there. And I think it kind of starts like around nine or 10 this week. I think, I think there's like a solid core, you know, you're starting, but like after like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, I think it gets a little trickier. Yeah, it does get, it gets tricky. I mean, Kyler, there was a report that came down this morning that maybe it's a, another week or two with, with Kyler. I think if he is active, he's, he's a guy that you want to plug in there, even against San Fran, just his rushing ability. Mm-hmm. And Rondell Moore is really trending up in that offense too. I know he lost his tight end in Zach Ertz, but you know, Daniel Jones is a guy I always look at, and at the end of the the week, he he seems to be right around the the QB one, low end QB one. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got him at ten, high end high end QB two. Yeah, I got him at eleven. I have him right there, you know, with Kirk Cousins, and you know, Jones is probably a bit of a safer play than than Kirk Cousins. You know, the matchup is much better. Detroit can't stop anybody. It gives you a, a bit of a rushing floor, even he hasn't run around as much lately. Saquon is another 30, 40 carries, maybe. Uh, in this game coming up, but Kirk Cousins does give you that, I think, higher ceiling a little bit, uh, even if it is Dallas, you know, Dallas yep. can certainly get after him, but, you know, he's got some weapons, TJ Hawkinson trending up in the offense too. Uh, you know, double digit targets, I do believe last week from him. And, you know, you can make some plays on Dallas. You know, Rogers hadn't really shown us a lot all year. And he came back in that game down two touchdowns in the second half and hooked up with everybody's favorite waiver wire player this week and Christian Watson. So, right. Yeah. There's some interesting names there. What do you think about Jimmy G Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, he's a guy that he didn't score. He didn't throw any touchdowns last week, but he had 15 fantasy points. There's a lot of playmakers inside that offense. If he could just toss two, if he could get yeah. two touchdowns, he might be able to finish as a low end QB one. Well, Ayuk dropped one in the end zone last week that yeah. almost got picked off. No. Uh, at least we got the quarterback sneak touchdown. So that was nice. That, that kind of salvaged right. his day. I have Jones yeah. 10, Jimmy G 11, Russell Wilson 12. I, I don't, I, I kind of put buried Rogers. I have him at 14. Don't really love the matchup uh, on Thursday. Night. I think Tennessee's just nasty to play against there. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're first in rush DVOA. Uh, they're top 10 in pass DVOA. They've given up a couple big plays in the secondary, but they are nasty. They can get after Rogers. And again, he hasn't really shown us a whole lot. I have him at quarterback 14 too. I have Russell ahead of him, Jimmy G, Cousins, and, and Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, Russ, right? So frustrating. I, I, I forget who it was. I can wish I could reference on Twitter. It just said, you know, if they had scored 18 points, exactly 18 points in every one of their games this season, they'd be eight and one. Eight That's and amazing. One. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's crazy that this team defensively has been so good again this year for years, and they've been looking for this weapon to take them you know, to another level. And everybody thought Russell could be that guy. They spent all that capital and give him all that money. And he has shown us yeah. nothing apart from one game against the Raiders, which will have that matchup this week against. I've West got Bay. Jerry Judy in a dynasty league. And I'm like, yes, he finally gets a real quarterback. <laughs> oh, I got Sutton in a dynasty league too. I thought maybe his five and a half touchdown prop, his future would be a lock this season. He's got one touchdown. That's it. It's uh, yeah. It's been very frustrating in Denver, but I think, you know, Jeff, the ranking that you have is fair. I think for us as well as a borderline streaming option for people out there and an upside mm-hmm. in this matchup to be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, it's and it's just it also helps that there's some viable options that are on the waiver wire. So if you have like Brady or you have you know Geno Smith, who actually has been a starter this year for yeah. us, uh, who are you streaming this week? 
So if those guys were available, Jimmy and, and Russ and, you know, 10 team leagues, maybe they're available 12, you know, probably not their ownership now in Yahoo ASPN kind of getting, you know, into mm-hmm. the seventies now. Um, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke is a guy that I am considering against the Texans this week. I know that the game plan against Houston is to run the ball. And really that's, that's Washington's game plan too. What a beautiful game they had against the Eagles on Monday. It's the recipe. I think they yeah. showed a lot of people uh, to how to beat the Eagles, try to sustain long drives. This is a team that likes to run on first and second down. Uh, right. You know, even those two running backs weren't that efficient, Jeff, in that game, but they got a lot of carries. They extended drives and they kept the offense in Philly off the field. I don't think they're too worried about keeping the offense of Houston off the field, but this is a team that does want to run the rock. Um, and if they can set up maybe a little bit of play action, Tara McLaurin looks amazing here with Heineke under center over the past few games. He's, I think he's one or two in air yard share and target share over the last three weeks of the season. So if you can hook up with him deep down the field, have a touchdown, um, you know, you got some other guys inside that offense that can, you know, Dotson returned last week. Maybe he's more involved, Curtis Samuel right. on the slot. So I think Heineke is a pretty decent streaming option. I would have liked Brissett if the weather be okay, even against Buffalo. I, I may have rolled the dice on him, but I, I think Heineke over a guy like Carr and Tannehill, I'm not totally interested in. And I'll throw maybe Kenny Pickett for those that are in deeper formats, maybe super flex. You know, he's got a little bit of rushing upside to his game. Um, you know, last week, I think he had double digit fantasy points. He, he had a rushing touchdown. I think he's got two or three on the season, maybe three. Uh, none of his wide receivers are really scoring. Deontay's getting a lot of targets. He's not scoring touchdowns. So I understand maybe the upside is capped there, but I, I got him ranked in at 20. So I would start him over a lot of, um, a lot of guys, I think. For sure. Uh, my Heineke is my top streaming option as well. Let me make the case to go ugly here and go with Marcus Mariota. Uh, oh, yeah. Even sure. on the Thursday night game in a monsoon, he scored 20 <laughs> plus fantasy points. I mean, he was terrible. Real life, he made these awful decisions, just awful, awful throws or non throws in one case. Third and 10, like they're on the 35. Instead of throwing it away when he's under pressure, he steps out of bounds, loses five <laughs> yards, they're out of field goal range. That sort of stuff just can't happen, but he does it all the time. But in, in our game, he was still a valuable fantasy piece, and he gets the Bears this week. No weather issues at all. The Bears are terrible against the pass now. Uh, they're not generating a whole lot of pass rush. I, I think he could put up a number. I, I think this actually has a sneaky shootout potential sort of game. No, I agree with you. And, and maybe not to the same sort of extent as Fields because he's running like a madman these days. Yes. It's so crazy. But he has a real nice rushing floor to a Marcus Mariota. I streamed him a couple weeks ago, Jeff. And I was pleasantly surprised. I believe it was the game against Carolina. So, I mean, just look back, uh, talked about his rushing yard prop on Mean Streets on that Thursday night football game. It was 28 and a half. He ended up with 43 on three carries. He's he, 43, 24, 43, 31, 50, 61. These are some of his rushing yard games yeah. over the past few weeks. It's like, you know, clearly you'd want this guy to throw the ball maybe a little bit more than 30 times. And he's got two studs on his squad. Like, let's get the ball to London and Pitts. Uh, but he's still running around a bit. He could maybe sneak a touchdown in for you. He's got three rushing touchdowns. Uh, so I think he can bank on five to six maybe rushing attempts. Maybe he tries to go toe-to-toe with Fields and, and we get a little fun environment there. But you're right. The Bills traded – or the Bears, excuse me, traded away a lot of their good defensive players right. over the past right. couple of weeks. It's funny how that works sometimes in the NFL. You trade away some pieces on defense, can't stop anyone. All of a sudden your offense starts clicking. 
and uh, you wish you had some of those defensive players to right. make a stop or two, but it, it could be a really fun environment uh, this weekend between those two quarterbacks. Yeah, my uh, colleague Jeff Mans uh, said that, you know, he's a big Bears fan, and he's like, this is yeah. perfect. Fields is developing, yeah, and they're still losing, so they might get a top five pick, three and seven now. Good they're call. half game behind the Lions even at this point in time because they haven't had their bye yet. Uh, speaking of Fields, Jared has a problem that I think a lot of Fields owners might have. Uh, he says, should I start Fields or Lamar? Of, of all, you know, you're not going to have two premium quarterbacks unless you used Fields as your pickup or as, as your second quarterback. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, I go Fields over Lamar. I, I think it's it's heretical, but I, I think you got to go with them right now. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's only three quarterbacks that would play over him, I think, the rest of the year, and it's Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Yep. I think that's where I'm at. Um, and, you know, it's very possible uh, you know, with with just maybe some bye weeks with Allen and and Hertz and these other quarterbacks that have had, you know Lamar, these guys that have had some bye weeks, and you picked up Fields because he had those two matchups against uh, against tough defenses that he passed the test, like New England and Dallas. Nobody was really like he was starting to trend up at that point, I believe, but nobody was really buying into it as a you know a top twelve quarterback who's starting a single quarterback league, especially with those matchups. Then he was awesome in those matchups, and now he's gone through some some pretty easy teams and you know with that question i i would consider selling one of the two so you can have a little bit more balance and if you're in a league with trades a little bit more balance of the squad the last time i remember this dynamic is when people drafted cam newton as a rookie and they they'd take him oh yeah what the heck he'll be my backup you know i I went up against a guy in my home league in the championship game he had drew Brees in his record-setting year and he also had cam he never pulled off a deal because no one wants to trade for the new guy. They'll trade for Lamar probably, but they probably right. won't trade Absolutely. for Fields for full price. So I think that's exactly. the solution on that. Yeah, and you probably get you know a, a better return with a, a name like Lamar. Some people may not be buying into Fields. They see Fields on buy week 14, playoff schedule, Bills, yep. Eagles, you know, not ideal. But I, I mean, it's, it's really between the two guys. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong there. But I would be, I got Fields ranked higher this week. Yeah, I do too. We're going to move on to running backs, but first, a note from our friends on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All of RotoWire's podcasts are hosted on the Blue Wire Network. We thank them for uh, hosting us and play their ads. Let's move on to running backs. Uh, there, there's really only one big time pickup uh, at running back this week off the waiver wire, and that's Isaiah Pacheco, who is still available in like three quarters of the leagues out there. Yeah. Uh, it, again, not in the NFFC. Uh, we always have to have that caveat there because <laughs> twenty man rosters, savvy players, etc. Uh, but the question is twofold for you: if you still have waivers left. You got like say a Wednesday night or Thursday morning waivers like I do in a few leagues. How much of your fab are you uh, using on Pacheco, and how many how many backs can you start over him? I got him at twenty right now, Uh, so I have him ranked kind of aggressively. I don't know where where you're at there, but I mean. Yep, so a little bit yeah. higher. I could yeah. see myself bumping him ahead of uh, Deontay Foreman and Miles Sanders, who I don't love this week in a tough spot, even maybe James Conner. Um, you know, pretty telling how I think the Chiefs feel about Clyde Edwards-Alaire right now, if that report is true, that they put in a claim for Eno Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, Eno Benjamin, it, you know, I would say he probably would have been sprinkled in in third down situations, maybe cut in a little bit to Jarek McKinnon. I know he... You know, he was dealing with an injury last week, but he played last week. He ended up suiting up in that game and catching a few passes. I think that CEH is just pretty much finished inside this offense at the moment. I mean, four snaps I the last agree. time we saw him. Yeah, I think he's done. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we heard that he was going to be the starting running back. Everyone went nuts on Twitter on Sunday morning, and he did start that game. Nothing happened. Everybody dropped him. Right. The bye week sprinkled in. Everybody cut their ties. But uh, I do have some waivers that run here. Unfortunately, he's not available in any of those leagues. But if I needed a running back, my goodness, I would be spending a big chunk of my fab, uh, depending on how much you have left. I mean, I may even empty the tank. Um, I, I on, agree on this guy. On you know, this it's guy week to 11. get him at this time of the year. Exactly. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah, uh, you know, you got to get into the tournament, and you don't you don't get into the tournament by being cautious. Right now, you go get yeah. if you need a starter, go get him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, high powered offense. They're going to score some points, lean on the run. Maybe in some, some games, I got some very winnable games coming up, Jeff. And yep. we all know that this matchup is the best matchup on paper. It's been the best matchup for a running back over the past couple of years against the chargers. I can't, can't stop the run. So yeah, I mean, 15 plus touches in this offense, sign me up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, the other thing too, the only negative on him is he doesn't catch passes. I mean, I, in fact, I don't even think he's going to be in on passing downs at all. That's almost no. all McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm going to start uh, this, is how hard up I am. One league. I'm going to start McKinnon. It's a full point PPR as my RB two. I just don't really have a lot of other spots uh, to go. Unfortunately, I'm going to roll him out over AJ Dillon against the Titans. I'm just going to take my chances and hope he catches a couple passes, maybe finds the end zone for me. Uh, that's maybe that's a reasonable. little bit risky. It's, it's, I, I say D- Dylan probably safer, but I'm sick of getting eight to nine points every week from, from AJ Dylan. Unfortunately, just he's like that four carries inside the five this year. I mean, it, and stuffed and stuffed. Week one, he had that touchdown, which is yeah. the only game he had a touchdown. He was stuffed before that play. Luckily, he got another one. And then last week, 
or two weeks ago against Detroit. He, he had those two carries back to back inside the five and got stuffed. I mean, it reminds me of Brandon Jacobs. You know, Brandon Jacobs, he's, he's going to be this goal line stud. He's going to be the next Bettis. And yeah, no, not quite. Um, um, or Ron Dane. I don't want to like rub my Roto Wire Madison colleagues' uh, noses in it there, but Ron Dane was not much of a pro. Uh, so we'll see about that. But, uh, anyways, I, I, it, it's really weird. It's not, it's, and the thing is, and then there's Austin Eckler, completely different player, fantastic at the goal line. It's always oh, like one of amazing. my big pet peeves to see these smaller backs never get the chance at the goal line because they're not these big guys that can bowl you over. Right. But sometimes like to Eckler, I mean, he's so agile uh, and his movement is so fantastic. I mean, I don't think anybody has more touches or opportunities inside the red zone than him in terms of like carries and targets and things like that. At least after the past few weeks, it's been that way. He's been finding the end zone every single game. So yeah, some of these smaller guys, they find a way to get in where I guess you just feel like, you know, if Dylan's on the field, what we've seen is that teams are really just stuffing him, stacking the box, and it's not working out. It's right. been a rough year for him. Yeah, everybody. You know, I've been trying to find Rashad White on waiver wires, even though we can't play him this week, uh, mm-hmm. because who knows about Fournette's hip? I know they said it's not that big of a deal, but you know, first reaction sometimes on those is always downplays it, and then you find it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he need he needs a hip replacement, so uh, we'll yeah. find out. But uh, he was already getting a lot of the target, a lot of the carries, anyhow, even before Fournette's injury. Yeah, love White, big player. Um, yeah, somebody we've talked, you know, two players that I feel like I, I uh, maybe some of my viewers will win a lot of consolation brackets this year from some players uh, that I that I talked about, you know, drafting like Christian Watson, Rashad White. And, you know, we had a big game from Nico Collins there. So it's taken a long time for some of these players. But Rashad White is a is a really nice player. And they were getting nothing from Leonard Fournette on the ground. It was one of the worst rushing fo- teams in football. Uh, that was really a part. A lot of it actually is is the offensive line. But. It was really yeah. nice to see them run the ball, have more of a balanced attack on Seattle. Rashad White, you know, he definitely looks a lot fresher than Leonard Fournette. It could be a two-week thing, to your point. It's a, it's bad. It's good and bad timing, I think, for the bye. It's, it's bad because I think if it was this week, we would see potentially Fournette rest, and it'd be a lot of White in there. But also decent for a rookie running back, maybe another week to, to learn more of the playbook. And, and as the starter, because he started that game, in in germany he yep. the, the whole first series was basically him and it's he true. closed it out for them too so uh, he's a uh, he could be one of over the past couple of years we've seen this with rookie running backs javante williams last year and then cam Akers two years ago started to right around this point started to overtake the backfield in los angeles we i think we could see that i don't know if fournette's gonna fully go away because he's a good pass blocker and good you know near the goal Agreed. line but i think yeah. white is a guy you want to have he's ascendant when we last saw Joe Mixon in week nine, he was having the high point oh, uh, for a fancy player for the entire season. Prior to that, though, it had been pretty disappointing. We're less than four yards to carry again. The revamped Bengals offensive line still not really able to open a whole lot of holes for him. And he's less able to make tacklers miss than he did in the past, at least pre-Carolina. What do you do with him this week against Pittsburgh? There's not a lot of guys, honestly, I would start over or um, like not start. Like I have him at 10. Um, I could see myself. I got Cook behind him, Pierce behind him. But those are two guys, you know, Pierce is in a tough spot. But I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't get mad at anybody if they wanted to stare at Pierce over Joe Mixon. I, I think he's doing enough in the passing game, at least lately, you know, with Jamar mm-hmm. Chase out and maybe no chase this week that he can help you out in that situation. But you're right. He has not been efficient at all. I mean, he's had talk about a guy inside the red zone this year that couldn't get any touchdowns, Ugh. whether you feel like he was unlucky or not. I mean, you mentioned it. They all came last the last time we saw him. It was like regression in the other way. But he was. I think for the first seven weeks of the season, he was first or second in carries inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the five, the percentage of his team's rushing attempts inside the 10, the five significant and really nothing to show for it. I was at a game live in New York this year at MetLife, the Jets and the Bengals, and he had a bunch of carries inside. He couldn't get it done. Chris Evans ended up coming away uh, with the touchdown. I think it was through the air, but right. I just play him. It's his backfield. He's getting some catches. Trust uh, the volume. Yeah, I, I trust the volume there. I'm with you on that one there. Uh, a guy that's not getting the volume, and I, I get more questions about this player than anybody else right now is DeAndre Swift. Uh, because oh, that's a good one. he and I don't I don't know where to rank him in any given week because he's <laughs> capable of having just that one big play. I mean, you've seen it all year when he has played. They did double his snap count from nine to a whopping eighteen last week. It's trending I, up. I've got him still like 29 among my running backs this week, though, because I just I can't trust. I got him at 27. He's in this group of players I can't seem to trust. Najee Harris, if yep. Zeke comes back, Michael Carter's in this range for me. Yes. Um, the two Baltimore backs and Kenyon Drake and Gus. If one of those guys are out, I will bump um, whoever is playing up a little bit. Um, AJ Dillon is behind it, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. He, I'm he looking at the same that, list here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are on the same page here. He um he has clearly he has the upside. I mean, last year before the injury, he was right there with Austin Eckler and fantasy points per game. He was a top six running back before the injury happened. Uh this year, you know, even at the start of the season with Jamal Williams taking some of his goal line carries. And I do believe Williams is the goal line back there, regardless if Swift is bumped up to 50% of the snaps. I, I think we'll see Williams as the goal line back. It's a good matchup against the Giants. Yep. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's a guy I get a lot of questions about too. And he's been one of the most traded players. I looked at CBS Sports, the, the most, the top 10 traded players in fantasy over the last 24 hours. He was number two. So I think people are, maybe they're either sick of him or an opportunity to buy low. I would try to buy if I could. And like, hey, if I can get this guy as my RB3 or a flex and a full point setting down the stretch, I think it's worth the gamble. I wouldn't give up too much, but I also think it's worth the gamble to, to maybe play him in a full point setting. If, if he can just get four or five catches and maybe four or five carries, I know it doesn't seem like a lot there. 10 touches. We're talking about a flex play here. He has the upside to maybe, you know, get you double digit fantasy points. Let me tell you, Chris, I'm in, in the said dynasty league that I was talking about earlier. I have Swift, and every week I get two to three offers, people trying to buy low on Swift. So yeah, everybody thinks it's a good it. idea to try to buy low on them. Yeah. I'm like, the best I get is like a back end of the first round pick, you know, like 11th or 12th. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm no just point of giving on. up for nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. It's not the right time to sell him, yeah. I don't believe. But like, I'm also not going to win. It's it's really, it's a terrible spot i did it i did a really awful job of managing this team i think that's really the answer here to this here i'll blame sleeper again but um it's not it's not the it's not the operator at all no but no, uh no not at all I mean, he can't stay healthy right it's unfortunately yeah. for him he shows us you know when he's healthy he could be an amazing back electric back drafting the back end of the first round mm-hmm. but he's never had a full season in the nfl just yet yeah so he, he's super frustrating and i'll just keep dealing with it every single week there <laughs> 
We're going to keep talking uh, running backs, but uh, first got to share a note with our friends from uh, No House Advantage. Uh, they're our title sponsor for uh, this podcast. They are changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE, that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined, because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Big thanks to No House Advantage for their sponsorship. Uh, we're talking uh, running backs with Chris Meany from uh, FTN Sport, FTN Fantasy, uh, Mean Streets, you name it there. You can get them, follow them in a lot of different places. Also, of course, on Twitter, uh, you make sure you can just follow them at Chris Meany. Uh, Chris, let's talk Pittsburgh because this is a big problem mm-hmm. spot. You alluded to Najee Harris dealing with a knee issue, coming off his best game, though, 20 for 99 yeah. last week. Didn't score, but he also put the ball on the ground. And Jalen Warren? Looked better in his brief carries. Uh, what are you doing with a pair of Pittsburgh running backs this week? Yeah, this is a this is a mess. You know, there was a report last week where you know um, there was some talk about Najee maybe taking his seat or maybe potentially getting shut down. But as you alluded to, I mean, it was his best performance of the season. He came out hot. I mean, he looked great to start that game and um, looked like he he suffered an injury on the sidelines too. And you know, Warren looked pretty good as well. I, I got Najee in that group. Um, like I said, I mean, you have both of these guys. I would I would play, you know, the high ceiling in, in Najee. Um, I think Warren is a decent flex play. You know, I, I would I got him in this range with Kareem Hunt and Jarek McKinnon and James Robinson, who I don't yeah. really love, but maybe he's more involved in the offense, you know, after a bye week. And he he, you know, he had a pretty decent game, his second game with the Jets. He scored a touchdown there, receiving touchdown. Yep. But I don't really have huge expectations uh, for him. I don't until, you know, Najee is shut down or they decide to, you know, just get away from him, which I just don't think that they will unless they just fully shut him down. If he's, you know, he's been dealing with the injury at the list, Frank to start the season and, you know, throw a training right. camp and things like that. It's possible, but maybe they shut him down and, and look at this guy. But as long as Najee's active, he's always going to be ranked higher for me. And, it's just, it's not a it's not a great deal at the moment. Uh, but no. Warren has looked like the better back over the past couple of weeks. He looks like a little bit fresher, and he's catching more passes than Najee. I know that. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and I, I I contend that Harris has been dealing with a foot injury all throughout Absolutely. the beginning part of the season. There, maybe he's healed a little bit more now. But uh, yeah, I have some I have Warren in some key spots. I've been holding all along, and I may have to be forced to play him in a couple of places. But I might actually be for the first time all season, kind of like, yeah, you may be kind of excited about this. It might work. Yeah. Um, like a we'll six play for you. Yeah. And yeah. if they shut down Najee, maybe you're looking at a running back there. That's going to get 20 touches all of a sudden. Yeah. Fantasy playoffs, baby. Let's go. Yeah, um, how about uh, the bears? Now that uh, Khalil Herbert's out, how high do you have David Montgomery? I got him at 13, I believe. So pretty high originally a 14. So I have him after Ramondre and, and Aaron Jones. Now, I, I probably 
would put Pollard ahead of him if Zeke plays. I, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Pollard. He's been really good over the past couple of weeks without Zeke. Um, you know, and Jamal dealing with Swift and then Singletary with the snow and Connor in a, in a tough spot. So, yeah, I mean, this opens up an opportunity for Dave Montgomery. Khalil was, has looked um, at times like the better back in this in this Bears offense, not catching a lot of passes, but um, looks, you know, more explosive. And, you know, nothing against Montgomery. He's had some really good campaigns. He's been a, a big player in the in the passing game over the past couple of seasons. But now it looks like, you know, potentially his his backfield, right? Abner maybe gets in there a couple catches, but haven't seen a lot of dump offs from Justin Fields over the past few weeks. No, so no, you're not going to. <laughs> it's not a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd say he's a yeah, top borderline, I don't know, high in RB2 this week. I've got him at 14 as well. Uh, okay. You know, the ordering might be slightly different, but like I'm, I'm, I'm operating on the assumption that Pollard starts. Uh, we'll, I'll move Zeke up once we see more practice reports. Just after yeah. last week's pump fake, you need, I need a full clearance before I put, yeah, I push him call. higher on the rankings there uh, on that, on that one there. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers uh, because there's a lot of it. This is where it's really tough. This is where we're going to earn our money this week. Uh, so many guys on by so many other players injury in, injured, excuse me, Cooper cup now uh, out minimum four weeks, probably more. Uh, yeah. What do you, if you don't have an IR spot in your league, what are you doing with Cooper cup? I tried if I if I had Cooper Cup and I wasn't in um, a playoff spot, I would look to the people who are up at the top that were maybe having a really good season that maybe they're headed for a buy. I'd say, hey, do you want Cooper Cup? I'd I'd try to sell him on the on the point where maybe he's going to be back in four weeks. You're going to have Cooper Cup as a on your on your fantasy football roster come fantasy football playoff time. You know, hey, we know his upside; it's still there. So that's what I would try to do. I would try to sell him, get bodies now on my in my lineup, take the loss. Right? He's not playing for one, so it's not going to help you out for the next four weeks. But you need wins, you, like you said earlier. You just got to get to the dance. So right. give me some players that I could play in the next couple of weeks. Try to fill out my buys. Um, try to fill the gap from from Cooper Cup, the loss of him, and you know maybe a, a top team would take him. Maybe they've their their bench is loaded. Maybe they have Kadarius Tony on their bench and they don't feel like they're going to think of play this guy over the next couple of weeks because they already have studs at the wide receiver position. What's it to them? You know, take the shot on, on having a guy like Cooper. That's the way I would treat things. But uh, if nobody's biting, uh, you know, you may just have to cut your losses and get some healthy bodies now to get those W's. Cause I do have a feeling that by the time he's healthy and ready to go, the Rams are done. Uh, they could be officially out of it and maybe they just shut him down. Right. And I don't think it's four weeks. I, you know, when you get a range of four to eight and there's surgery yeah. involved, I oh, think yeah. it's going to be longer. Um, so yeah. I think we're lo- we're looking at like six weeks, which is like, it might be one game and it might be worth it to you. If you, you know, that's be. the thing. Is, but uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to withstand that. But I mean, we're missing so many good wide receivers this week. I know. Uh, it's really, really tough. Um, let's look at, uh, like, I get to... 20 and i'm already starting to feel a little queasy like i'm like okay there's rondale Moore, but it's against the niners like okay i'm gonna start him obviously but yeah uh, not feeling great darnell mooney you never know what you're gonna get at him deontay johnson wow talk about a guy whose stock it keeps on dropping there i mean kenny pickett's terrible just he's bad yeah it's better i I guess than that they what what else there are other options i suppose yeah I guess he's getting volume, but he's not scoring any touchdowns. I wouldn't be shocked if he had zero touchdowns, Deontay, at the end of the season. Would you be shocked if he had zero touchdowns this year? We're running out of games for him to get one. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, playing my Bengals this week, so I'll probably get it this week, but 
I'm fatalist. Uh, no, no, no. You know, they lost their best cover corner. So that's, that's my excuse. And I'm gonna stick by it there, but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It's, it is really bad. Uh, let's look at some of these guys here. What are you doing with Michael Pittman against the Eagles this week? Now they has Matt Ryan back. Yeah. And you know, Ryan is going, or Pittman's Darius Slay is going to be on Pittman. Uh, this Eagles team, I follow pretty closely. I feel like Darius Slay is going to be on Pittman. And I feel like uh, James Bradbury is going to be on Alec Pierce. Uh, so I think Paris Campbell is going to continue to get a majority of the targets from Matt Ryan. It's been uh, the last three games with Matt Ryan. I got him written down here. 32 targets, 24 catches, 203 yards, and three touchdowns. It's 50 fantasy points over the last three games. Even if he doesn't score those touchdowns, you're still looking. Like 32 targets, it's pretty healthy. That's 10 targets yeah. per game with Matt Ryan. The two games you know, without Ryan, with Ellinger, he was, he was a no-go. So um, in the slot, you know, with no Avante Maddox there for the Eagles, um, I think he's, I think he's probably the guy. It's tough to sit here and say that I would start Paris Campbell over Michael Pittman. You know, we clearly has the upside, but one thing I really noticed with Matt Ryan earlier in the year, when they played the Broncos and Patrick Sertan was always all over Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce had that breakout game. And Matt Ryan just didn't care. He just didn't want to throw Sertan's way. Uh, he wasn't right. going to do it. He kept peppering Alec Pierce. And later in that game with the game on the line, now not a lot happened in that game. I don't even know if there was a touchdown. I remember it was a primetime game, of course, and it went to overtime. Nothing happened. No touchdowns. But you're right. We saw Sertan focus in. He was like, screw this. <laughs> I'm going over to Alec Pierce, and I'm covering this guy. And we saw him kind of change that, who he was covering. So I feel like we could see a similar situation here with Matt Ryan, maybe just focusing in again on Paris Campbell. So I'm a little hesitant about Michael Pittman, but you know, like you said, who are, who are you going to start over him? Um, I'm definitely starting Cooper and Boyd and Devontae Smith. I think Garrett Wilson, I would start over him, even in a tough spot against the the Pats. He's getting a lot of targets. Jacoby Myers, same deal. I mean, it's a t- is Sauce Gardner going to be on him? Right. <sighs> Right, the two defenses, tough spot. DJ Moore getting targets, but Baker Mayfield in Baltimore. I like Rondell Moore. I know you mentioned San Fran. This is a guy who's got 31 targets over his last three games. He's him and Hopkins are both inside the top 10 in target share over the past three weeks. No Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah, hope that it's Kyler under center, but I, I probably like him a little bit more than some of these other guys in tough spots. At least they have McCoy as the backup, maybe, although McCoy's got his own injury. Um, so that's something yeah. to watch for, too, a little bit. But if they go down to the third-string quarterback, then all bets are off. But um, yeah. let me let me repackage this a little bit. So yeah. we're afraid of Sertan. We're afraid of Sauce Gardner. What other corners do we fear right now? I think we definitely feared Darius Slay. McLaurin didn't. I know McLaurin. in two games. In two games this year, he crushed the Eagles. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I still think we fear him. Um, they moved him around a little bit. Darius wasn't on him the entire time, but yeah, he he did. It's it, you bring up a good point, and it's two games in a row now. His receiving yard prop is at forty three. It's something that we crushed over at FTN. Uh, even in that tough spot, we liked it. We I didn't expect him to have that big of a game, but right for the most part, Darius has been has been pretty good. Um, you know, against corners now they haven't faced or against wide receivers now they haven't faced a, a ton of them, but he was there's good not a Jefferson. lot. I guess it, yeah. he was good against really good against Jefferson. That may have been a little bit of Kirk Cousins there. There's a couple of bad throws in that game from Kirk, but mm-hmm. he was good against 
and he was great last year too. Um, maybe we can just say Terry's got his number, you know, this year yeah. familiar with each other, you know, division opponents, they've seen each other a lot, but even dating back to last year without Bradbury on the other side, Darius is pretty good. I don't know though. Like Jerry Alexander's had some moments in other games where he hasn't seemed so fearful as a shutdown guy, but I still do. You know, he's, he's a guy that I, you know, I down tick a wide receiver if they're, you know, going up against him in matchups. And we don't got to worry about the Titans throwing the football to the wideouts this week, but right. usually is a guy that I, I would I would consider. Um, and I don't know, last week we saw Ramsey kind of follow Hopkins around, but Hopkins was okay. He got some catches. Yeah, he's he got fine. like 100, 100 yards and 10 catches. Yeah. So he's he was yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, I remember uh, – it's so funny. I keep going to Jefferson, who back-to-back weeks, Slay, he didn't have a good game against Slay, didn't have a good game against Akuda. I'm like, oh, yeah, is Akuda a really grown man now? Is he starting to play great? And then yeah. DK Metcalf was like, torched him, torched him just destroyed <laughs> yeah, him. He did. I'm um, like, okay, we're going to slow down. Anyways. I, I I think we, we uh, as an industry, probably have ever since Revis, I think, started to pay a lot more attention to wide receiver versus corner. And I think sometimes yeah. we build up the notion of a shutdown corner. Like there, there, there aren't 10 shutdown corners out there. There's like three right. or four. Right. And it's crazy that I think one of them is sauce. Yeah. Gardner. Like he's only been in the league for a minute. And I know a lot of people on, you know, on Twitter, they talk about um, him being handsy and, and things like that. But we have, I'm looking right now at our wide receiver cornerback matchup tool, courtesy of Jeff Ratcliffe and Devonte Parker has the third worst matchup up against sauce Gardner this week. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's in there as well, but I mean, he's going to see Kevin white. So not a lot to worry yeah. about there, yeah, uh, exactly. but yeah, sauce is one of those guys. I mean, he did it in college. He's um, yeah. He's, he, he's got a lot of swag. He's, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, he's, he's a ball hawk too. He's, he's going to be a good one. Yeah. I love how at the beginning of the year, like he has to earn the title sauce. Okay. That lasted about four <laughs> he, seconds. He earned it yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, he's, he's just fine. Uh, but yeah, it, I, it's because all of this is, it's really important to pay attention. I get it. You know, and Jeff, yeah. Jeff Ratcliffe does great work on that. Mike Clay did it forever. You know, it does Absolutely. it forever. You know, they do yeah. great stuff. And, but it's sometimes like, okay, it's, it's too not much. just that they're good. It's like, is it with this quarterback against this particular type of receiver? How good Absolutely. is that matchup? Good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. When you really look into it, you want to, you know, and Michael Pittman's not one of those guys that I feel like is a terrific route runner like Terry McLaurin. I think he's no. more of a, you know, throw it up to him, let him go up and get it, contested catches. I'm sure he can get a couple of those. But, you know, if if you got a terrific route runner and you saw, I mean, you didn't Terry Burton slay a couple times on his route running ability. And there was one play, man, he would have. Slay got lucky. Uh, there was one play where Terry looked like he was going outside. He cut in and he ran into him. And if he didn't run into him, he would have blew by him. Yeah, and it, it could have been a play where it was like an eighty-yard touchdown to the house. So yeah, you get those terrific route runners out there that could you know bypass those shutdown corners. Right, and Heineke uh, tends to unlock McLaurin too. I feel. Like. Oh, yeah. oh uh, yeah. Whereas Carson Wentz, he disappeared for a few games and. I can't even think, fathom the commanders contemplating switching back to Wentz this week, maybe later this season, but at coming off a of Monday night, no way, no way. Can you do no, that? He's got a 35% target share and 56% air yard share. Tara McLaurin over the last three weeks. Now we the like air yard share yeah. is number one in the NFL and the target share is just behind, you know, the elite guys and Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. Novel concept. You got a, your best receiver. Get them more targets. Weird. Get them the ball. It's that simple. Yeah. Come on, Wentz. Beautiful. Figure it out. Yes. Uh, so please leave Heineke in there. 
Uh, we'll talk a couple more ranks here and take your questions, but yep. first, got to take care of a couple of notes. Uh, first, got a new sponsor from Stathead. It's easy to find Derrick Henry's statistics from this year. With a quick Google search and a visit to Pro Football Reference, you can see he's rushed for over 900 yards and nine TDs. But that raises more questions. How many other players have hit those marks through nine games? How many did it at Henry's age? To answer those questions, there's Stathead. Stathead is your all-access pass to the Pro Football Reference database. In Stathead, you can compare up to six players' stats side-by-side to determine who to start and who to sit. Or you can dig through advanced stats to find the perfect player to add off waivers. There is an array of simple tools that unlock an endless number of search options, all using the same easy-to-use interface that you already know from Pro Football Reference. Plus, Stathead lets you browse Pro Football Reference ad-free. Sign up with promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off an annual subscription to Stathead. You know, I use Stathead for baseball, actually. I use it for a lot for my score sheet leagues, a lot of sim leagues. I, it, it's a fantastic tool. Highly, highly recommend it there. Uh, and then our other sponsor is our friends from Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action that you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that, too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. We are back. I'm with Chris Meany from FTN and Mean Streets. Uh, Chris, let, let's talk tight ends. It was a disastrous week in tight ends. Dallas Goddard on IR now. Zach Ertz out for the season. That was confirmed today. Uh, it, Cole Komet is not really available in too many leagues, but if he is, of course, snatch him up. I'm kind of curious, how high do you have Komet in your rankings this week? I got him at eight. Uh, I do have him one spot ahead of Gary Dulcich. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like Hawkinson, Schultz, Kittle, you know, inside the top five, Friermuth. I was sour on Higby for a little bit. I know last week was a matchup against Arizona. Everybody seems to have a great, uh, you know, every tight end seems to pop off against the Cardinals. But with no um, Cooper Cup here, I think, you know, he's probably in line for more targets than Komet and Dulcich. Uh, but that's how I, I ran out my top 10. I'm a big Cole Komet guy. It took a little yep. bit of time. Um, I'm a big fan of his ability. I know he's on a team that, you know, didn't – they're starting to unleash fields. Obviously, we're starting to see it. You know, you get Claypool in the offense. You got Mooney. All of a sudden, there's a, there's some weapons there. And we talked about the defense not being great. I know a lot of people, you know, will look to look to his touchdowns and say there's been some blown coverage and things. Sure, um, they did happen. And But when you're a dual quarterback like that, when you can run – Yes. You take some shots on the field. It leaves some of these guys are wide open in the middle of the field. So I, I like Cole Komet. We're starting to see it now. Didn't look like we were going to get the, the three and a half touchdown future from him, but he's done. And that then you got it in weeks. three weeks. Beautiful. I know. Unbelievable. It, yeah. Well, the Just first in time for these injuries, yeah, that long Komet touchdown, um, you said it looked like a blown coverage, but that's because he's mobile. Like you said, you know, exactly. he, he was running to the left where he had been killing him all day long. Throws across the field, of course, because they're all Beautiful. looking at the quarterback. It, it was such a yeah. well-designed play. And yeah. I and the thing is, I want to like castigate the uh Bears. For why didn't you unlock him earlier? But I know. sometimes I think these things take time. I think it takes time for Absolutely. the quarterback to learn the offense, learn the system, learn the speed of the game and all that. And at, at you add more stuff as he gets it. Exactly. Listen, young quarterback, right? First full league is a first full year as a starter. Talk about the head coaching staff, right? Young. This is yep. their first full year. 
Then you got Cole Komet, who's what, in year three? And last year, I mean, from an average standpoint, he was top 12 in targets and yards and catches among tight ends. He didn't have any touchdowns. You give him like three or four touchdowns, he finishes a top 10 tight end. And this year, he wasn't scoring any touchdowns. Now they're starting to come. He's very athletic. I think he's a great tight end in the league. And good for you if you were able to buy low on him in dynasty leagues because moving forward, he's a guy that I really like. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, among the pickups this week. So Komet's gone. Mm-hmm. If, uh, do you like Foster Moreau or Isaiah Likely or like the replacements for either Ertz or uh, Goddard better? Yeah, I think, well, in my rankings, you know, double check Dulcich because yeah. he was inside the top 10 and the most dropped in Yahoo. So for people that are playing Yahoo leagues with their with their families and buddies, like, you know, you, there, you heard a lot of rumblings about him and then he didn't do anything in, in that game. But we you talk about Judy, maybe maybe Judy doesn't play. And we talk about the matchup against Las Vegas. Good spot. And he had a target deep down the field, a deep, deep target, which he has gotten inside this offense. And Russ just overthrew him and was off his fingertips. If he catches yep. that, I think it was like a 65-yard touchdown. And we're, we're talking about him as like, you know, a must-start. But I would say Foster Moreau. Um, you know, I like Njoku. Sounds like maybe he could play, but we talk about the weather, so he could be a risky play there. I have Hayden Hurst ahead of him just slightly, you know, with no Jamar Chase potentially this week. He has gotten yep. some targets, you know, maybe he can get you four or five catches. But Foster Moreau, I think, is actually a pretty decent tight end. I think he is um, – I think he's one of the better backup tight ends in the league. Uh, we're not – I don't think we're going to see Waller again this year, so I think we'll see Foster Moreau, who could be an yep. interesting tight end for you moving forward. I know it's a tough spot against Denver, but you got Sertan and Adams. That should be a fun matchup between those two guys. And then, and then who else really could step up for – for Derek Carr. So I, I like Foster. Um, and then I got like, you know, I got some of these guys that I don't feel great about starting, but you know, Taysom Hill, like I, I don't want to start Ugh. Taysom Hill. I just so done with Taysom Hill. I'd rather get a pass catcher in there. Like maybe Knox Everett, um, Trey McBride. I got at 18. Juwan Johnson. I got at 19. Likely I got a 20. Um, I've got likely know, a little higher, but that's only little because higher. I was only, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'll move likely down when it gets more likely that uh, Andrews yeah. plays. Andrews was yeah. limited today. So I know. And he's a guy that I almost dropped last week, but I've held on because of that. And I wonder if he could be, if he could be a borderline start for people, even if Andrews plays like, yep. because what else is there on this team? I mean, Duvernay gets a couple touches here and there. Lamar spread it around to numerous wide receivers in that game against the Saints, but nobody really stood out. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I think, suffered the hamstring injury right away. There's just not a lot inside this offense. They like to throw the tight end. They could use both of these guys. Maybe Andrews plays this week. Maybe he's limited. So yeah, likely is somebody that I, sh- I probably should bump up a bit. I should probably even get him uh, you know, ahead of Conklin and McBride and Everett, regardless of, um, you know, Andrews or not. McBride yeah. is going to be interesting because he probably should play like 90% of the snaps. And that's always appealing to me for a tight end. Yeah. But I've got him at 17 know. myself. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the, the Bryant versus Najoku thing, uh, McBride versus Steven Anderson. Okay. You know, we'll figure that, yeah. all that out. There's a lot of those that, you know, I, I'm going to have to do a lot of pivoting here as the week goes on. I always do a first, set of rankings Tuesday night. And then I update them again on Thursday Same. afternoon Try, after two practices. Then I have a better idea what's going on happen here. Uh, before yeah. we get Q and a uh, defense is to stream this week. I'm going to give you three options. Commanders, yep. Bengals, Jets. Who do you got? Uh, I, I really like all three of those uh, defenses. I would say, 
I would say the commanders are in a pretty good spot. Um, yeah. It does sound like maybe a chase will come back this week. Uh, chase young. So, I mean, you got Allen and Payne and chase, right? That's, uh, yeah. that's deadly. That's nasty. Getting after the quarterback, right? Mills hasn't shown us a whole lot there. They're, they're really strong against the run. So if they can slow Pierce down a bit, maybe force Mills into some throws and maybe they can create a couple turnovers there. So I think exactly. that's an interesting defensive stream for me. Yeah. And I, I do like all three as well. Um, and that those are like, those are pretty much available. I've noticed too. You know, yeah. Bengals coming off the bye, Jets coming off the bye. I mean, you know, bye always create a lot of tension. A lot of people stream anyhow. Uh, so there you go. Um, all right. You ready to tackle some questions here? Yeah, sure. Let's do We've it. We've got a bunch of them in the forum here. So let's go ahead and hit it. George says he's got to drop one of these two Vikings or cards defense uh, and start the other. Who would you, who would you force to start one of those two Vikings or cards? Who do you got? Um, uh, I probably start the cards in that situation. Hopefully Jimmy can throw a pick or two. I think the yeah. Vikings have a better defense, but up against Dallas, I, I, I don't love it. Yeah. Those are my 18 and 19 defenses, uh, respectively there. So, and I do have Arizona on one peg ahead of the Vikings. So cut the Vikings to go get your kicker there. All right. Jay says, yes, Mitchell, Warren, Dylan, and Hilliard. He could drop Hilliard for McKinnon. Uh, Hubbard or uh, Kate Williams, who should he start? I'm guessing one of these. Uh, hopefully not both. Ho- hopefully not two from this bunch. I mean, I've been there before, not judging, but yeah, uh, uh, which, oh which one of these guys would you prefer? Uh, geez, I may go. Uh, I know I didn't talk up Dylan. I didn't really have a lot of nice things to say about AJ Dylan, uh, but I do believe he has the high ceiling out of that bunch. Um, Elijah Mitchell, you could go Elijah Mitchell if you want. Um, you know, it's a good offense against San Fran. They could be up double digits and maybe they just, I'm assuming that's Elijah, right? Uh, what yep. Shanahan said after the game, I actually, I do believe him. I know he could throw us for a loop a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, but I do believe him when he said that he, the game plan was to have those two guys have equal amount of carries and for Elijah, Elijah just, coming back off the injury yeah and he looked good <laughs> who is the close yeah elijah is probably the closer in the, yep. in that system so and he did look good so i changed my i changed my tune maybe i'll go elijah it's very risky but you just yeah. hope that you know, it's a team that wants to run the ball and they keep cmc fresh everyone's freaking out they trade all that capital they what they traded for is cmc in the playoffs i don't think we'll see a lot of that in the playoffs yeah, but really right now point. down the stretch i think elijah yeah quick we'll one see. here yes commit or everett i'll answer this one commit very easy yeah. move on yeah. All right, we did uh, this, uh, so let's keep rolling. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's keep rolling here on some of these. Sorry, uh, I'm scrolling. I'm showing questions that you know that you know. This is me uh, being a luddite here. Bear with me. Uh, okay, flex start here from uh, KJ Frederick. Amari uh, Cooper, Cooper versus Gus the Bus, Deontay Foreman, Paris Campbell, or Darius Slayton. Full point PPR. Um, it, it really does depend on the weather. For sure. I I think I want to start Amari Cooper in, in that game in, in a potential, you know, high scoring affair. But if it's three and three to six feet of snow, I'd probably go the other way. Yeah. Deontay Foreman against Baltimore. They're starting to get a little bit better defensively. I like the Wilcon Smith uh, addition there. Don't know if I'm trusting Gus Bus off the injury. And I may go Paris Campbell there. I, I can see it. I think that's defensible. I, yeah. I think I Foreman or Paris. That. Foreman or Paris, you're looking at a full point PPR. I like Slayton too, as you know, against Detroit, but I think Paris is probably in line for a little bit more volume. I agreed. I agreed. All right, let's keep rolling. Chaka says trade away Mark Andrews and Amari Cooper for Hawkinson and Jamar Chase in a PPR league. Wow. Um, 
Andrews and Cooper for Hawkinson and Chase. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I do too. It, it's some risk with Chase, but if you're in a good spot, playoff time, you think you're going to get there, think you're going to get to the dance. I'd rather have Chase than Cooper, and Hawkinson and Andrews is not that far off, I don't think. Yeah, I agreed. All right, we're going to do about three, four more questions before we sign off. Uh, Marco says, should I give away ETN and Ramondre for CD and T Higgins? He just lost cup, still has Christian McCaffrey. I would keep ETN, man. I really like the usage from ETN. Yeah. Uh, he's just getting all the work out of the backfield. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up uh, like Jamal. It's a, it's a tough comparison there. But Ramondre is a guy I really like too. But, uh, you know, Harris coming back, he could be the – he could sneak a couple goal line touches there. Nobody's taking anything away from Travis Etienne. Uh, he's getting all the goal line work there. He's getting the passing down work. So I, I like him. I would move Ramondre um, for either one of those guys. I'd prefer CD over T. Yeah, fair enough. I think I, I'd go the same route there. All right. Uh, GR Reed says, starting. it's a start-sit one here. Peoples-Jones, Campbell, Watson, and Lazard need to start two. Tough to roll two Packers. Uh, I do have Lazard ranked ahead of Watson. Watson's going to be very boomer bust down the stretch here. I do believe for yeah, people, but I, I'm into I'm into the boom. I'm I'm into rolling the dice and hoping that he can be that guy uh, for me. I I'd probably go. I probably go. Um, probably go Lazard and Campbell. It's tough not to start Watson, but do you roll it two Packers? No, I go Lazard Campbell. Packers? I go Lazard yeah. Campbell. Um, yeah. Watson, I think, like you said, it's boomer bust. I think if you're like projected to be an underdog, maybe you go that yeah. route. Uh, I don't see them putting up a big number against Tennessee, though. I, I don't think either. This is going to be a slugfest. Yeah. Um, see if you could sell high on Watson, maybe. Yeah. Not a bad idea. All right, guys. We I, unfortunately we can't answer every single question here. We appreciate all the everybody that does. Otherwise, we'd be like recording for two and a half hours. So we thank everybody uh, for jumping on board. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can uh, and and please check out Chris's uh, work at FTN. Check listen Appreciate to his that. work. Uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Meany M E A N E Y. Follow me at Jeff underscore Erickson. Hit us up there if you didn't get your question answered. Use our our, our respective services. We both have a lot of uh, we have rankings. We have customer support. We have Ask an Expert. I'm sure FTN has a, a similar. Uh, aspect there you can ask your start quit set questions and also your twitter questions there we'll hit them all up as best we can uh and i know we we do we have people lined up just to do that sort of thing so Love it. chris awesome time talking with you thanks for joining me today yeah man this has been a blast uh i appreciate you asking uh, me to come on here you're one of the goats in the industry so uh thank oh, you thanks. so much and good luck the rest of the way uh hopefully you can bring down a championship or two and all your viewers and listeners as well thanks a lot for having me you bet. Chris Meaning, everybody. All right, coming up tomorrow, we got uh, John and Mario, as always. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. Take care.